This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Tuesday, September 5th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how are we doing? I'd be doing better if Mark Leiter hadn't gotten moon-pounded today. Yeah, that is a thing. We're recording on Monday night at the end of Labor Day. We're we're off our schedule one day, but yeah, uh, that seemed like a relatively safe one going to those banged up Mets, and <laughs> yes. it did not go well. Nine runs, eight earned. That is how we start. That didn't go so well. I was going to say though, our pitching lines have getting a little bit better. Even with that, I'm back under five, and you're at four seven six. Again, what a tough pitching year it's been this year. Oh yes. my goodness. But if I can finish below the 5.0 mark, I'll, as sad as that is, I'll feel better about it. But yeah, we did not get help picking on the Mets in September. We did, however, do better. I had Luis Castillo. He only went four innings, two runs. He got his five strikeouts, though. You had Mike Clevenger throw six scoreless against Detroit. That was a just fine matchup for you. Yeah, Still believing in Mike Clevenger. Elise Chassin got bumped from Saturday to Sunday, which is fine because we still got him. And he went seven innings, two runs against the Dodgers. Continue to not understand, but all day, every day at home. There, there's no matchup you wouldn't take him at home against, right? 95 Indians. <laughs> yeah he i mean if he can handle the dodgers and i know they've not been great lately but i don't know so still big thumbs up to you Chassin. and jose reyna was fine too went seven innings one run only three strikeouts but he handled the phillies so mark later was not good but the rest of our pitchers were pretty all right mm-hmm. on the hitter side i had austin jackson getting there in detroit and he went and he went one for four didn't do anything and enrique hernandez go one for three nothing you had kevin pilar go deep in mm. baltimore i know you were all excited about that that worked for you and cj crone had a two rbi double i think he had a double and two rbis i didn't check that they were the same hit but yeah i actually on sunday had four names written down and none of them played wow. so i put a big up blank on sunday doesn't happen very often that a through d picks don't get in the game but that happened to me september is going to be weird yes and then you had neil walker go on for four and mikey matook go over five but steal a base so i will <laughs> take that take that stolen base race six to five now with about four weeks to go did you see the weekend that mikey matook had by the way I did not see that. No, I've, I honestly, I, since the Tigers traded Justin Verlander, I haven't been following Detroit yeah. at all. So my dad sent me these. I was in Seattle for the weekend. I wasn't watching much baseball live, but he sent me, a, first it was a video, I believe, on Saturday. Mikey Mintook was playing left field uh, against the Royals, and I forget who the hitter was, but he goes up. This is going to be really dumb to explain. I'll link to the video, but the ball hits the top of the fence, goes straight up in the air, comes back down, hits the fence again, and it's about to bounce into play, and he tries to barehand it off the wall to make a play, and he swats it over the fence. (laughs) It it, It hit off the fence twice before he accidentally swatted it, and you can see right as it goes over, his head just goes down of like, oh, no, I did that. And then on Sunday, might have been today, a day or so later, uh, he hit a home run to left and it was going and it was going to clear the fence. And he's like literally high fives. His first base coach is going and Alex Gordon like climbed the wall and robbed him basically in about the same place in left field. And so he was ready to hit his redemption home run and had that stolen from him. So he had a bad time in Kansas City this weekend. Mikey Mitzuk did, but... 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my Mikey Maytook story. But he stole me a bass, and he's playing most every day in Detroit, and I like him. He used to only hit lefties, now hitting righties. So Mikey Maytook is cool by me. Matt, do you have anything before we look at picks for this week? Did you see my guy Lucas Giolito? I did not see specifically what Giolito did. Had a good good start. We didn't pick him. No, I think he had like 10 strikeouts in the start. Yeah, it would sure be nice if he lived up to a little bit of his potential, wouldn't it? I would be fine with that, yes. You would, like, if he's, I mean, you're not hoping number one starter anymore. Like, that would be nice. But, like, if he's a number three, you're going to be pumped about it, right? I don't see why he can't be a number one starter, Dylan. Uh, let's, we'll see. A lot of people are down on him, but part of it was the hype was so high. I don't know. He's a talented man. So, so far, so good. <laughs> also, at work, we, we had a quick debate. What's more impressive, a walk-off hit or a walk-off walk? Ooh, um, I mean, there's a lot of circumstances to that, like what kind of hit it is and, you know, the circumstances and whatnot, you know? It's just a single. Okay. I think the walk-off walk is probably harder, but see, that's the thing. Is it like a super wild four-pitch walk? Like, did you just have to stand there, you know? But typically, you got to have some guts to take that pitch, you know? But I don't know. That is not the answer you're looking for. I, I think I think the walk off hit is more dramatic just because yes. first off, you know, with a walk off walk, you're literally walking to first base, whereas with a walk off hit there's a bit more action to the play. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure that it's going to be a clean hit and that they're in. And, Accurate. you know, are they scoring from third easily? Is there a play? Like that kind of stuff. I don't yes. know. A lot of non-answers, but worth considering for sure. I, so I, I, I sided with the hit. I had, We had other people in, in the office who claimed the walk was more impressive. Some of them are really good. If you watch a guy take like two out, full count, like one on the edge, you know, that's tough to do. And so when it works for them, it's interesting. Well, the, the only reason that this is even a debate in the office is because we last softball season, we had a walk-off walk. Right. This year, we had a walk-off hit. And I say the hit was infinitely more dramatic and infinitely oh, more, yeah. more, more fun to celebrate. Probably true. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's where this was spawned. So. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, okay. We're going to look at games for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Mm. Kind of the short week because we already covered Monday. So just three days tonight. And then back to our normal schedule. Matt, let's start with Tuesday, September 5th. I wrote a bunch of names down. I felt like there were a lot of options here. I kind of like this for pitching, yeah. Yeah. It got a little tougher in hitting, weirdly, but uh, those guys. But yeah, I can't disagree. Uh, I have not picked my guy yet, but let me run down who I have here. Okay. Eduardo Rodriguez is at home against the Blue Jays, and he's been okay lately. It's not a great matchup, but would you consider this for Erod? Erod at home against the Blue Jays, who are like clearly, clearly packing it in. But they've been still scoring runs. I mean, <sighs> they blew him up on Monday, and I'm mistaken. Erod's had a bad time lately, earned runs wise. Mm, so maybe it's a yeah. pass. Yeah, it's it's a push for me. It's okay, okay but I don't love it. I feel, hoping we can do better in this order. Jake Odorizzi gets the Twins. He's at 48% on. He's right on the line because he hasn't been very good. Like a year or two ago, would have liked this a lot more. But do you like Odorizzi getting the Twins? Mm, no. Too many lefties that could hurt him. Yeah, the Twins can actually hit a bit too. So I, I, you could consider it, but that's not exciting for me either. How about our boy Odrasamer Despagne at home against the Nationals? He went okay last time. Would you even consider this? Is that enough strikeout upside? There just isn't. I'm sorry. That's true. That's true. Two starts ago, six innings, one run. Last time, four innings, three runs. It's 
not a lot of upside, and especially yeah, without the strikeouts. So if you got a quality start, I wouldn't be blown away. But he has 14 walks and 16 strikeouts in 28 innings so far. There's not a lot to love, but other than the great name. Mm-hmm. How about Miguel Gonzalez, your boy, going to Atlanta now as a Texas Ranger? That's actually my pick. I think it might be, too. I have one other one I'm considering, but... Yeah, he has five straight quality starts, and Atlanta's not scary at all. No. What else do you like about this? Is it just the matchup mostly for you? That's pretty much it. I don't believe he has a platoon split. Let me just double check real quick. Not badly. Yeah. Not no. It's not terrible. It's not something I would. A bit against lefties, I guess. You have to watch out for Freddie Freeman, like everybody else does. Okay. Yeah. That's everybody. Yeah. I don't know. Again, he has five straight quality starts. He had one big bad start six starts ago. And other than that, he's been fine. I don't know. Uh, I'm definitely going to consider this. This is a strong maybe for me. Going to come back to it. The other one I really am thinking about, call me crazy, especially with what happened with Mark later, but Ben Lively going to New York to get the Mets. Would you consider Ben Lively uh, in New York? Again, not enough strikeouts. Not, yeah. that, not that Miguel Gonzalez is like a you know a K machine, but at least I know that I'm I'm gonna get you know th- you know a handful at least. Yeah, Ben Lively five point one three K per nine. That is not much upside, it's and pretty neat. I noticed this in his game log. So his area is four two two. It's fine, but he is not at least in the ten games going back. I'm looking at now doesn't have any scoreless outings. And that just sticks out to me. Like, not one, not one time did you go out there and go, like, have a good game, you know? It's a lot of, most of them are two or three earned runs, which, again, gets the job done. But I want no strikeouts and no chance of a scoreless outing. There's just not much upside from Ben Lively. So I could see the quality start, but depending on your format, there's just not a lot to get out of that. I would think about Tyler Chatwood at home against the Giants. I just kind of like the name and I like picking on the Giants, but he hasn't pitched, you know, hasn't started in a while. Are you interested at all in Tyler Chatwood? No, not in Coors, no. No, he's just been doing like bullpen stints too. So next year I'm looking again. (laughs) Always a little bit interested, but I can't do it. Garrett Richards is back. He's scheduled to start in Oakland on Tuesday. He had to look at this, right? Yeah. I'd be okay yeah. with that. Yeah. He's only made one start this year. It was on April 5th. He went four and two thirds. was, you know, good. And then he was done. And now he's coming back. So I can't expect him to go like that deep is the problem. And that's really a thing. But I don't know. I would consider that too. That's, I think I'm going to join you on Miguel Gonzalez, but I'm definitely looking at Garrett Richards. And depending on your format, if it goes well, grab him. You know, if you're in a deeper format, you might want to grab him before it goes well just in case it could help in the stretch run, especially in that division where teams like Oakland may be packing it in. So I like Garrett Richards. Two more for me. Other side of that, Kendall Graveman at home against the Angels. I picked him last time going to the Angels, and he allowed five runs, even though he had five strikeouts. Are you still staying away from this, I imagine, even yes. though he's now in Oakland? I'm not, I'm not yeah. Kendall Graveman. Okay, two more for me. Ariel Miranda at home against the Astros. We like him in Safeco, but can't really pick him against the Astros, right? No, I cannot. They hit too well, and he has such crazy homer problems. I don't know. I like him for a good matchup. This is not one. My last name is an honorable mention, an eligible guy. Zach Davies is going to Cincinnati. At 66% on, we can't pick him, but are you okay with Zach Davies? Yes, on the road, yes. Yeah, he continues to be pretty fine, and you know. 
a couple starts ago, seven innings scoreless at the Dodgers. And last time out was at home and was okay against the Nationals. But like him in Cincinnati, he'll be fine. So that's a, a thumbs up recommendation, but not for a spreadsheet. I'll join you with Miguel Gonzalez, but I at least am looking at Ben Lively a little bit and interested in Garrett Richards, but I'm going to play it a little bit safe. Matt, how about hitters for Tuesday? Who are you looking at? Okay, you mentioned Ty Block going to <laughs> Colorado. I want to pick against that with righties. Yeah, I look there and I couldn't find a Rocky to quite pull the trigger on, but oh, I think you definitely can. I'm, I'm pulling the trigger on my C pick. And keep in mind, he is, in fact, my C pick. And that's mm-hmm. uh, Ian Desmond. Okay, I looked here and it was just expensive, but I like it. I like it a lot. 62%, that's not terrible for a right-handed yeah. Rocky getting a, a mediocre lefty. Yep, he's been good lately and he plays all over. They're going to get him in that lineup, for sure. For sure. So I, I'm all in on Ian Desmond on Tuesday against mm-hmm. the lefty. My B pick, we've got Steve Brault facing the Cubs. Yeah. He's, in fact, left-handed and he's, in fact, awfully mediocre. Yeah, it's not great. That means it's time for Albert Almora to get tossed out there. There you go. Yeah, I can see that just fine. Nine three three OPS against lefties, uh, four or five home runs, and his one stolen base has come against a lefty this year. That's usually when he's playing. Yeah, I can see that. I don't have a problem with that at all. Stephen Brault is nothing special, nothing to worry about. So that's a good pick. Okay. And lastly, we've got Anibal Sanchez facing yes. up against the Royals. You can pretty much throw hand this out, you know, out at this point. He's been so awful against both sides; it doesn't really matter. I don't think there's a whole lot left in the tank there. Yeah, just pick a Royal that you like, of fine, and they'll be okay. And the Royal that I like just fine will be okay is Jorge Bonifacio. Okay. Yeah, I like that. That is actually also my A pick, Matt. Are you serious? It's funny. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Against righty so far this year, 11 of his 16 home runs, and his one stolen base with a 7-7-1 OPS against. Sanchez has been awful against righties. He's been awful against everyone pretty much this year. So mm-hmm. He's not good, and Bonifacio is only 1% owned. That's too low. They haven't been playing him a lot is the problem. I don't know if it's a defense problem or what, but when he gets in, he's been fine, and he can handle righties. So I'm hoping he gets there. So are you. That's my A pick. If he doesn't get in, my B pick, I'm still trying to get some steals down the stretch here, and I wanted to pick a Yankee against Jeremy Hellickson. I looked at Greg Bird, who's right around the same amount owned as well, and he's, you know, should be playing first base and get in there. Mm. But for steals, right about the same amount on 28%. Jacoby Ellsbury, who continues to run some, not a ton, but enough, you know, he's doing it. And Jeremy Hallickson can't handle righties, can't handle lefties, can't handle anybody, nor can that bullpen. So I think any Yankees you like will be fine going, uh, going to Baltimore. And then for my C pick, I want to pick on Travis Wood. I know it's Petco, but he's just not been that good. I'm not worried no. about it. He has a 5.47 ERA in the air. And I looked at guys in the Cardinals lineup. Any of them you can afford should be fine. I'm just really fine with this matchup. But I'm picking Randall Grichuk. He's right-handed. He's has a history of beating up lefties. It's been kind of backward this year. He hasn't hit a lot of lefties this year, but he has 19 home runs, and I just trust that. He's only 27% owned. He runs a little bit. There's power there to get it out of Petco. And so even though he's not, based on his splits this year, been lined up to hit lefty Travis Wood, I also think that's encouraging for him to hit righties when Wood comes out and he gets the bullpen, because, spoiler, I don't think Travis Wood is going to go that deep in that game either. Mm. So... Basically, I just want Randall Grichuk to get in there, be a cheap guy in the Cardinals lineup, and and hopefully hit one out in Petco. We'll see. So, yeah. But any other Cardinals you like there, too. Looked at Colton Wong would be okay if he's all right. Paul DeJong continues to hit for a bunch of power out of nowhere. So, yeah, I want Cardinals in San Diego. So I have Randall Grichuk is my C pick there. 
All right, Matt, Wednesday, the uh, the 6th. There's a whole nother full slate. I have a bunch of pictures again. I feel like there's still a lot of options here. Mm-hmm. How about the matchup of Matt Garza against Luis Castillo? We're, are we still done with Matt Garza? Oh, we're, I'm picking against him, so yes. <laughs> but are you okay with Luis Castillo, who's been... Not going very deep lately, but still getting it done a little bit. I don't know. I still like Luis Castillo. Do you? I I, I like him a lot there. I think yeah. I mean, yeah. They, against you know, there's, there's strikeouts in the Brewers lineup, and yeah, Castillo is capable of finding them. All right, Matt. I'm thinking about this, and you gotta stop me. But Blake Snell continues to do fine, and he's up against the Twins now. Would you consider ever picking Blake Snell? His ERA is down to about four. He's only allowed two earned runs in his past three starts. I don't know. Uh, you're still not sold, no way. Can you think of a righty who could actually hurt Blake Snell in the Twins lineup? It would be Miguel Sano, but he's but, hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Grossman is hurt, and not that scary either. Oh. Like Brian Dozier. Do you care about Brian Dozier? He's been pretty quiet this year. Okay, that's one. Yeah. Like, he's also gone six innings or more in his past five starts. Like, Blake Snell's getting it together a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not as many strikeouts as I, you know, hoped for from him, but enough. I don't... I will come back. I'm not sure it's my pick, but I'm definitely thinking oh, about Blake Snell. It's your pick, I guarantee it. It's a, it's a yellow light for you, though. You would accept it? I'd accept it, yeah. I would have a problem with it, yeah. Upgrading from red light to yellow light, Blake Snell. I think he's okay here against the Twins. How about Tyler Skaggs going to Oakland? Are you worried about any of those Oakland righties enough to not pick him? Problem is, he hasn't been very good since he's been back. They actually like dig into the numbers. Yeah, no, he hasn't. He's allowed mm, 13 runs in his past three starts. That's, a That's lot, earned yeah. runs. He's allowed 16 actual runs. Yeah, he's getting a little beat up lately. Mm. Uh, he's another one of those that I'm going to be real interested in in drafts next year, maybe, but doesn't seem to quite be ready yet. But, I don't know, the Oakland matchup is fine with me. Matt, we've talked about him a few times. Doug Fister is still Stop. doing it. I What, last time out, he went to Yankee Stadium, and we said, no way. Seven innings, one run. That's four runs across his past three starts, including a complete game. And we said, even if you kind of believe, no way, going to Yankee Stadium, he's going to be at home against Toronto now. And I do have some thump, and they've been hitting. Are you still no possibly way in on Doug Fister? I can't say, well, okay, I can't say this reminds me of this because it happened, you know, before I was alive. Mm -hmm. Jim Bouton came back in, like, the late 70s after, like, being retired and, like, being a broadcaster for seven years. Mm -hmm. This kind of reminds me of that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the more modern thing would be Rich Hill doing what Rich Hill did a few years ago. No, 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 no. You see, okay. But Rich Hill was incredible. Yeah, Rich Hill is, like, legitimately incredible, like. This is Doug Fister. He's not legitimately incredible. He's a guy. He is a guy. He's been pitching decently lately. This matchup's okay. There's enough downside there that I'm staying away. But if you're like in a DFS lineup where you want to try it, I don't think it's crazy. So far, so good lately. He's opposite Joe Biagini, and he has the Red Sox behind him. I don't think it's nuts. But you and I are not picking How is he averaging seven... He's got a K nine of seven five six. How is that possible? Yeah, I know. Uh, something's going on. He's been okay. How about Dylan Peters at home against the Nationals in his debut against the Phillies? Seven scoreless, eight strikeouts. Now he gets the Nationals. Sorry, I, Are you I, buying on Dylan Peters after one start? I'm not buying on Dylan Peters, but I want Doug Fisher peeing into a cup after every pitch. Uh, you're you're worried about Doug Fister I don't know I'm interested there I like Dylan Peters I'm not the Nationals still scare me a little bit right now 
But I think you could do that, especially in Miami. I don't think that's crazy. You don't want Sean Newcomb at home against the Rangers, do you? Not in particular, I do not. There's the strikeouts. I like Sean Newcomb. I'll be drafting him next year, too, but I can't recommend him right now. Mm-hmm. How about your boy, Ronaldo Lopez, at home against the Indians? No chance. Okay. Last time you were out on him against the uh, the Rays, he had six innings, three runs, seven strikeouts. So that's decent. Mm-hmm. Why are you just scared of the Indians? They're just terrifying. They're incredibly left-handed. Yeah. It could be a bad time for him. It's not a great matchup, no. for sure. But you still seem to like Ronaldo just fine, I, right? I, I do. I, I believe in Ronaldo Lopez long term, but I just I don't want him in his rookie year against a lineup that's going to be, what, 70% lefties, 80% lefties? I don't know. They're good. They're scary, for sure. Uh, how about my last matchup for you in San Diego, Janelson Lamette at home against the Cardinals opposite Jack Flaherty, who allowed five runs in his debut in San Francisco. So that wasn't as great. Would you consider either of them? Lamette is my pick, yes. All right. I can see this, but what do you like about it specifically? It's a Padres pitcher at home, and he mm-hmm. gets all the strikeouts. Yes, he does. A lot of Ks there. Yep. Is that mostly it? That's I mean, entirely. he has entirely. We've talked about him a bunch, and it's he's good at home and he's good against righties, but he's bad on the road and he's been real bad against lefties. Okay, so you've got Matt Carpenter and who else that you're worried about in that lineup? Uh, Dexter Fowler and Colton Wong. So the answer is not that much. No, is, I think Fowler's in the DL. Uh, yeah, I'm not. No, he's not on the DL at what I'm looking at, but he might have been banged up for sure. I feel like Carpenter has been banged up too. Because I, the only reason I think that is because I didn't see his name listed in the outfield when I was doing research. Yeah, I was out with a hip issue on Monday. With a freaking hip issue, bro. It's September, so he's not going to be on the DL probably unless it's bad. But I know what you're saying. They're banged up. I think this matchup might be great. The the point we're getting at is the Cardinals are not going to be that scary left-handed wise. Mm -hmm. And it's in San Diego. We had an episode titled something about the stars aligning for Denelson Lamette. And I think that might be happening again at home against an all-righty lineup like that. I I will say that I, I really enjoyed the last episode title. (laughs) <laughs> I think I think honestly I think those are just like just for us at this point and I really enjoyed the last one. Sure. Absolutely. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad you like them. So Jack Flaherty going to San Diego? Yeah. Okay. He he went to San Francisco and got lit up. So Yeah, it was his debut. It was one. But yes. <laughs> are you related to him? Jeez. No, nah, I'm just saying he's a guy. This is this is an interesting guy. He's not a nobody. He's not one of those Reds guys I try and pretend as a guy. So uh, I would think about it too. So you're taking the Nelson Lamette. I like that in the interest of not picking the same guy, even though I'm totally into that. I think I would go with Luis Castillo again, even though I don't like the Bruce thing. I just trust him a little bit more. He's been up longer. But Blake Snell is a cautious thumbs up from me. Dylan Peters is okay. Doug Fister, if you're feeling crazy. But... Jonathan Lament, and even Jack Flaherty. There's a lot of options Wednesday. I'm, I'm going to go with my boy, Luis, because he's getting me the strikeouts too. But I could see a Denelson Lament thing going here, for sure. How about hitters on Wednesday, Matt? Who did you like at the plate? Okay, hitters on Wednesday. I like these picks a lot better than my Tuesday picks. Mm-hmm. C pick. We've got Matt Harvey facing off against the Phillies. Yeah. Is it time to pick against Matt Harvey already? Based on the splits it is, yes. He's been rough, yeah. exceptionally rough against lefties this season. We said last show, hey, you can in theory pick him. And then he went two innings, seven runs. Like, yeah, just got yeah, just he's, obliterated. He's in bad shape. He's, he's not doing well, no, sadly. 
Uh, the entire Mets roster isn't doing very well. Yeah. Did, did you see the tweet that had like four four other players having cert, like scheduled for surgery in the same day? Yeah, talk about packing it in for sure. Yeah. Yep. So, anyways, so I'm looking at lefties against him, and the one I, the one that sticks out to me at 13 percent is Nick the Stick Williams. I don't have a problem with that at all. Yeah, especially with that uh, that split. It feels really weird to pick against Matt Harvey, but. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that at all. Uh, except my B pick. We mentioned I was picking against Matt Garza. Mm-hmm. I lefties against him because he's got a horrible, horrible split against lefties. The one that I like there at 28% is my guy, Scott Shebler. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that either at all. You know I like Scott Shebler. He continues to just kind of produce. Yeah, he's, you know, 21 of his 26 home runs against righties this year with an 814 OPS. He doesn't get very many non-home runs. Yes, <laughs> has a little bit of the Joey Gallo-itis. Brandon Moss-itis, I think I prefer. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but you get the idea. I do. And lastly, uh, speaking of Ronaldo Lopez, I want, one, okay. I want one of the lefties in the Cleveland lineup against him. You're picking against your Ronaldo, okay. Well, look, you know, I'm, I'm fine with it, yeah. When you, know, you play DFS, you have to put your what sort of affinities aside, allegiances aside, sure, and go with you know what makes sense. What makes sense is Lonnie Chisenhall at seven percent against Ronaldo Lopez. That is pretty cheap. Good old Lonnie Chisenhall should be just Lonnie in a while. He's in fact left-handed uh, against righties. Ten of his twelve home runs with a nine-three-two OPS against. All he's done is hit when he's been in there. Yeah, I mean the reason his ownership is so low is because he doesn't hit lefties, so he's not a full-time guy. But kind of the Seth Smith thing, where he's really useful when you can pick your spots, like in DFS. True. So, yep, I like that just fine. On Wednesday for me, I'm starting with my. Uh, I'm gonna move this around a little bit. My C pick. I want our boy Mitch Marlin getting Joe Biagini, and Joe Biagini every once in a while pulls a start out out of nowhere, like last time. Last time in Baltimore, seven innings, scoreless, ten strikeouts. <laughs> oh my I don't buy that. Right? That's great. And that's why you can always like consider maybe picking him, you know. But for the most part, he's been bad even in the bullpen. And I want to shoot for something big, not just him being bad, but him not going deep and getting a lot of Toronto bullpen. So I think Mitch Moreland in the middle of that lineup. He's cheap. He's thirteen percent owned. He can, you know, pick on these Triple A guys that are up for September. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for is Mitch Moreland is good enough to punish a mistake, I hope. My B pick, I really wanted to pick against Nick Pavetta, basically. And I was trying to find a Met to pick against Nick Pavetta, which is easier said than done a little bit with that lineup. But Agreed. Nick Pavetta's thing is he's had backward splits and been beat up by fellow righties this year. 990 OPS allowed to righties and well over 200 plate appearances. It's been rough. And so I want a righty from the Mets lineup that hits righties well. And the truth is that there weren't really any, but I picked a righty I liked anyway. Wilmer Flores is usually better at hitting lefties. Mm. But Nick Pavetta's bad enough. Basically, I'm betting against Nick Pavetta more than I'm betting on Wilmer Flores is the idea here. And I also realized that Wilmer Flores took a ball to the face the other day, and it was, like, real ugly. It, like, went off his bat. It was real scary. They're hoping he'll be back by Wednesday. I'm hoping he'll be. Obviously, if you make this pick, make sure he's in there. I think as long as, you know, he's not bleeding and he's okay, you can do this. But, yeah. Uh, I, so I did not forget that. Obviously, that has to be the case. But it doesn't matter because my A pick is so on it. I want our boy, last time this season for me, Lucas Duda, 
He's at home. He gets a twins pitcher named Aaron Sledgers. Can you tell me anything about Aaron Sledgers? He's an organizational guy. Yeah. He's kind of broke out a bit this year. He's got like a 15-4 and record at AAA. Uh, he doesn't walk yeah. very many, but I don't think that his stuff necessarily pr- projects to uh, a ton of strikeouts at the major league level. So... He's not a prospect. He has one start, and it was okay. You know, he's, he's like your you know your typical like you know mediocre Twins pitcher. He's like the the evolutionary Brian Dunsing. <laughs> so this is basically here in September. Guys like Mitch Marlin and Lucas Duda. I'm like, you're an experienced major leaguer with power. The lefty that'll hit righties. I want you to hit this mistake, hopefully. And that's my bet here is Lucas Duda can punish Aaron Sledgers if he makes a mistake. And like Mitch Moreland, he's underowned. He's 10% owned. There's pop to get out of Lucas Tuda for sure. And when I do DFS or something, I'm homer hunting a little bit. So I'm going for that. And then Matt, Thursday the 7th is a small slate, only eight games. It was kind of tough a little bit. I only have three pitchers written down. I don't know how you did. This was kind of tough, actually, because there's actually a lot of decent pitchers. I have Mike fulton at home against Miami. Do you care at all? At home against Miami, I'm picking against it, so that should tell you what you need to know there. Yeah, I think it's an okay matchup, but that's not great. Uh, Our boy Sam Gavilio, turns out, is now a Kansas City Royal. Happened recently. He's going to make his Royals debut starting against the Twins. Can you remember who he was traded for? Uh, He was a waiver claim. I had to go look. Good job. I had to Google it, and it was like just literally the other day. He was picked up. And he hasn't pitched in the majors since July, and the wheels were kind of falling off then. We kind of liked him because he was a decent control guy, but there's not much upside there at all. I don't know. Even with the Twins not being great, you don't want Sam Gavilio in Kansas City, right? Not in particular, no. And then that left with me. My pick is Tyler Maley going to New York opposite Seth Lugo. That's the only real option here, right? Yeah, pretty much. And he has two starts under his belt. One was whatever, and the other one was good. He went six scoreless in Pittsburgh last time out. He's an okay pitcher, and it's the Mets. This is a pick against the Mets for the most part, right? I kind of believe in Tyler Molly. I do a little bit, too. Not completely yet, but I, I do a little bit, too. So, I don't know. I want Seth Lugo to be better so badly, and he just is not. And everybody else here is too owned or too bad. Aaron Nola, Jameson Tyon... Dan Straley's decent going to Atlanta, but we can't pick no. him. Even Carlos Rodon is too owned if you were brave enough to pick him against the Indians. You don't want Kyle Gibson. He's awful. Lance Lynn going to San Diego. All in there. John Gray going to the Dodgers opposite Clayton Kershaw on Thursday night. I don't know if I love the pick, but I definitely want to see it, right? I'm, I'm really excited to watch that game. Yeah, that'll be fun. So we're both in and Tyler Maley. How about some hitters out of this small slate? How are you thinking? Uh, so my C pick, speaking of Kyle Gibson, I'm picking against him. Yes, as you should, because he's real bad. He's, in fact, right-handed. You can kind of throw out handedness against Kyle Gibson because he's been so mediocre. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm picking a lefty. In fact, the lefty, yeah. the boss, Brandon Moss. This is my C pick also. I'm right there with you. Yeah, almost all of his home runs have come against righties this year. As every, mm-hmm. he also was, he's, he's nicked two stolen bases, which I didn't see coming. Ah, I wouldn't depend on that, but that is always <laughs> nice. Would I. Next up, B pick. Speaking of Mike Fultonovich, I'm picking against him. You want lefty? You sure. want lefties against him? And I'm tossing my guy, Derek Dietrich, out there at seven, at three percent owned. You do like Derek Dietrich, and at three percent, he qualifies everywhere. That. He hits righties. He hits righties reasonably well. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. He's always been a useful like filler. He's not the guy you're going to lead off your DFS stack with, but you can build around making him, you know, fill in the gaps that you need to get the other guys when you spend money. Accurate. So, 
Yep, I like that for him for Honestly, sure. Honestly, my A pick. We've got the uh, the Cardinals get Clayton Richard. Mm-hmm. I don't even I don't even care that it's in that it's in Petco. I want Cardinals righties against him, all of them. Yep. The one that stands out to me is Jose Martinez. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I picked him earlier this year, and, and yeah, he's an interesting guy against lefties. He's at four five five on base percentage against lefties in a tiny, tiny sample size. Yeah, I like that just fine. He's one percent owned. He's been getting it done when he needs to. He has eleven homers already somehow. Five of them off left-handers. No, he'll be fine there. I also like Randall Grichuk, like I had against Travis Wood. Pick some Cardinals in San Diego this weekend. I think they're going to do just fine. Okay. For me, I had Brandon Moss as my C pick. Pick against Cal Gibson. You'll do fine. I have... I'm actually going to change this one because I like this other pick so much. I had Nick Williams getting Tanner Roark. I think that's going to be fine. Nick Williams, again, can handle righties and Roark has struggled with lefties. And at 13%, that's too low for Nick Williams. He's going to be a useful, you know, fantasy option for sure. Oh, yeah. But recently upgraded on my list, my new A pick... I see John Lester on here, who's obviously a very talented pitcher, but he has had his issues this year. A lot of them are with righties. Getting murdered with the platoon split allowed an 800 OPS to righties this year. My guy in the Pirates lineup who murders lefties always is Dr. Freeze, David Freeze, and John Lester. It's 3% talking about, you know, the stars aligning. It's a guy that murders lefties versus a guy that struggles with righties. I think that's going to be just great for David Freeze there. Now, so. you see, I always, called, I always called David Freeze the Iceman. I'm fine with that, too. <laughs> it, I, I know you like Dr. Freeze. I know that that does it for I'm okay. you. I, I just, you know, I'm okay with it, just about any nickname, but I've always called him the Iceman. So, yeah. you know, it's not David Dr. Freeze. I don't, you know. Sure. Or David Dr. Freeze Freeze. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> the point is, we'll mash a lefty. It might be a bad day for John Lester. So, yeah. Matt, you got anything before we get out of here, heading into the rest of this week? Uh, w- w- what did you do for Labor Day, Dylan? The, wor- the working man's holiday. <laughs> I was up in Seattle this weekend for the uh, the Penny Arcade Expo, big video game convention, yeah. when did nerdy stuff. Yeah. And then on Monday, I came back and I had to actually work on the working man's holiday. But I rearranged my days so that I could go have some weekend time off and go up to Seattle. Yeah. And you, you told me that you had a little bit of an adventure. Yeah, I, I, I was working pretty much all day Labor Day, you know, trying to resolve <laughs> a few issues. You, in theory, were off work, but then had to do some work, as will happen. Well, you see, Matt's, yeah. got, Matt's got side projects. You know, Matt's all about the side projects. So. Yeah, and they'll catch you on your oh, days you off. Oh, you have no idea so. how bad they catch you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that should do it for us, heading into Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. But we'll be back Friday, and then we'll be back Monday. Sorry we've been moving days around a little bit, but we're in the home stretch here. as weird September fantasy baseball, which can, you know, lead to big wins and stuff in DFS. It's a different kind of game, but some edges to be had. So that should do it. Matt is on Twitter at MattD underscore. DFS. I am on Twitter at HagensFOS. We love hearing from you guys. Go ahead and tweet at us, and until our next show, uh, good luck, and we'll talk to you then. This podcast is over! Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy, or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs. <laughs>